Okay. Um, welcome to the Meet Your Species podcast. My name is Heath, and today we have Shaquan. Hi. I am so glad to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> so, um, uh, we kind of met through Shrav, basically, uh, from the the press blend squeeze juice shop. <laughs> yes, yes. My frequent visits. <laughs> to get ice cream. Yes. Otherwise known as an acai bowl. Oh, shout out to the acai bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm really excited because you are just you have this like lovely personality and I'm really mm. excited. Um, those of you watching on the video, you can see we're at this uh, uh, dance studio with like Buddha and lava lamp. Or what is that? Salt lamp, right? Yeah. And it's just got this nice vibe, so I'm excited. Cool. Um, so what we often do is try and get a little context, because uh, I want to know who you are, really, like what makes you tick and why you are the way you are. So uh, maybe if you don't mind, we'll dive in a little bit and just kind of see. Let's do it. See. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. Um, so tell me, where did you come from? I came from the stars, but... After that. my earthly form, I'd say <laughs> I was born in Brooklyn, Oh, Brooklyn, cool. New York. Yes. Yes. I moved here when I was about mm, 10 years old to Atlanta. Yes. Mm. Yeah. What, um, what was that, uh, Brooklyn childhood? Like, like paint a picture for people that don't know. What paint like. a picture of my childhood. Well, it definitely wasn't a normal childhood. I grew up, uh, Dan I've been dancing ever since I was a kid. Okay. So yeah, I danced for Michael Jackson and Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. legit. So that you know, when everyone was out playing, all the kids were out playing, I was at home rehearsing. So mm -hmm. dancing and performing was my life as a kid. That's all I did. My mom always had me doing something. So I wouldn't say I had a, you know, I don't know, there is no normal childhood. We all do no. something different. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it was. It was performing. I always loved to perform. And New York was the perfect place for that. So yeah, that, that was literally my existence <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> um, were there any, like, uh, like what triggered this, this dance? Well, my mom was a dancer. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. And I guess, you know, she didn't pursue it to the extent she wanted to as an adult. Mm -hmm. So she transferred it to me, mm -hmm. kind of trained me in her dream type thing. Gotcha. And that's basically how it started. So that's all I knew. So what was your, like, describe your relationship with your mom. Well, my relationship with my mom, my mom was uh, emotionally unavailable. Mm. So I didn't have her emotionally, but I was always taken care of. Like I had all my needs were met. So I, I didn't have a, I would have loved to have a close relationship. My mom passed away. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I know we could have waited longer, but we're just going to delve right into it. Hey, all. The band -aid, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't have a, a great personal relationship with my mom, but she taught me like she was a woman of high character. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot of stuff. She didn't smoke or drink and she was really kind so those are the things I learned from her, but she, I saw her more dealing with other people more than having a relationship with me. Gotcha. So mm. that's kind of how it always was. Were there any like, um, really interesting or great lessons you learned from her though? Oh, uh, I learned just the power of character. Mm. I learned kindness from my mom. Uh, 
discipline. She definitely taught me discipline. Dance will do that. Yeah, for sure. She could have been, she was a little strict at times, but it definitely set me on a path to achieving. Mm. You know, it was always never, it wasn't quite good enough for her. I did learn per- perfectionism, but it's still, you know, reaching for the stars, you're always going to, even yeah. if you miss, you're still going to be high. You might get a light bulb at least. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I learned that. It, I would say I learned more from not learning from her. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Because, um, you know, I really had to, I lost her when I was 21. So, and she was emotionally available. So I really had to teach myself about love because I didn't feel love when I was a kid. So I had to discover it for myself and not having protection where when you're a kid makes you very protective and have a wall up. So I lived with that for a long time, but it allowed me to undo it. I got to undo all the programming that really, you know, I love my mom, but you know, it wasn't, wasn't, she wasn't what I wanted. I would want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to kind of say, okay, and look at that and say, you know, I want to be better. I want to be different. You know, I want to think different. I want my life to, you know, be a little more broader. Mm. And she taught me, I will say my mom was very diverse. I was around a lot of different cultures when I was little. We did a lot. I will say that. That was major that I learned from my mom now that I'm thinking about it. Like very cultured as a kid. I was eating steaks and lobsters. You know, I would go, well, we'd go to restaurant, high class restaurants in New York when I was little. And I would always order the hamburger. And she was like, why are you ordering a hamburger? You have to learn how to eat, you know, develop your palate. I'm like five or six, but I was very diverse, you know, as a kid. And... You know, and I also went to the Air Force. Really? You know, yeah. In my first base, I could have been stationed in Georgia. I had the, I had the choice between Georgia and Germany. Hmm. And did I say Georgia? Georgia. It's okay. Georgia and Germany. And um, first of all, I listened to my mom going to the Air Force. Probably one of the best decisions I ever made. So thank you, mom, for that. Uh, but I had a choice to stay in Georgia or start off in Germany. I, and I wanted to stay in Georgia to hang with my friends. My mom was like, why would you stay here when you can go to Germany? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because so, Right. They both start with G. It's right. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, that definitely... You know, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So I'm very grateful for my mom's free spirit. hmm. Even though I don't think she got to live out the, uh, you know, the spirit she had, but she instilled it in me. So that was like really cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Any other, um, uh, unexpected or great teachers along the way? Oh, doesn't to be like school teachers. Great teachers. General, like a mentor. I mean, Life in general, mm-hmm. the traumas I experienced, I would say I've, I've been a loner for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have like people have mentors and people that people you look up to. So I honestly, in all humility, I feel like I was my greatest teacher. Okay. What I've learned, like applying myself and just being the best person that I could be with everything I went to. Cause I, a year before I lost my mom, I lost my little sister. Oh, yeah. And I pretty much kind of lost my identity cause they were like my reason to, you know, pursue my dreams. So when mm-hmm. I lost them, I pretty much completely lost my identity. And so what'd you do? I, um, what did I do? Like, how'd you get out of that? 
I, well, I went to LA. I went to be a star all my life. I knew I was meant to be a star. Okay. So I went to LA. I lost my mom maybe like a month into being in LA and I didn't deal with it. Cause that wasn't something we, you know, I learned how to do as a child dealing with grief and stuff. So I pretty much kind of just went on with my life and doing music videos and, you know, um, just slowly, but surely the passion started to, to wane. And I came back to Georgia and I kind of got in this relationship. This is like years apart. I, I'm planning to write an autobiography. So everything I'm giving you a short version because I want people to buy my book eventually. Fair enough. So, this is all the teaser. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. I got you. So yeah, there was a point in my life where I got in a relationship and all of my insecurities and everything I, I hadn't dealt with in my past came up. Mm. And it was like a seven year stretch of, uh, how can I describe it? I'm glad I'm talking about it. Cause I'm going to need to be able to articulate my experience, but it was like seven year stretch of just like, for lack of a better term, like spiritual torture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For about seven years straight. Like I didn't even know what happiness felt like just every day when I would wake up, like every insecurity, everything I hadn't dealt with, like maybe even past traumas mm -hmm. from what my mom hadn't healed from. Mm -hmm. I was dealing with that. And it was like, had I not been searching? Cause I knew I God, the source, whatever, you know, we want to call it. I b truly believe in it. So I knew that I now I'd spoke in, in my life. I've spoken to people, encouraged them. And I knew that if I didn't, cause I thought about, you know, do I take my life? But I'm like, I didn't want to do that. Cause I didn't want people to lose faith in that energy. Cause mm -hmm. I know that God is real. And I say that loosely cause you know, we all call it a different thing. So I had to search how to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And when you seek, you find, and through that emotional freaking torture, I learned how to reprogram my subconscious, subconscious mind. Mm. So I was very grateful for that. So, I mean, I was able to rise up from complete and total darkness. I mean, and the crazy thing is there was nothing going on outside of my life. Like I didn't have to work. I had a great place in a nice loft in Atlanta, pretty much living, you know, pretty great life. So nothing was going on outside of me. Everything was going on inside of me, which goes to show it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I would say I would have called myself like a modern day. And I say loosely a monk or none, cause I really had to go on isolation. I had to, I had to reprogram my mind. I was, or I was going to die. Mm -hmm. It was like, there was no if, ands, and buts about it. I was going to die if I didn't change. Mm -hmm. So I had to read and I had to do everything I had to do. And I just started to reprogram myself, man. That's a challenge. Yeah, for sure. How do you, how did you go about it? I read books, I uh, read books on, um, the power of thought and I began to, to research thoughts that person, like a confident person, what is a confident person? How does a confident person think? Cause I wasn't confident in my self-esteem as well. And I began to rehearse those thoughts daily. 
Mm. So every day I'd get up, meditate and go over my affirmations just daily, 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 every single day working on my mind. And that's very simple, even though it's not easy, but it was a very simple routine, but it had to be done every single day. Mm. That was basically what I did in isolation. Oh, seven years. Seven's a good number, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> seven year completion. Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, what would you say was the biggest, like, if you're talking about thought, uh-huh. what are the most important thoughts you kind of had to rewire? Like if someone maybe is also struggling, what are the kind of thoughts you would need to All things are on? possible. Yeah. My first and foremost, all things are possible. And I'm reminded of that. I have like this poster on my wall of the universe. And when you think, when, when I look at it, it always reminds me of how small, you know what I'm saying? We tend to think so small as humans, but there's a whole freaking, all you have to do is look up, you know, there's freaking planets. Like we're walking on a sphere that's spinning around, going around the earth. Like what was the question again? I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, no, oh, the most, yes, yeah. that all things are possible. So yeah, thinking about that, looking up, I'm like, of course, all things are possible. There's freaking planets. It, yeah. I hope that made sense. I'm sorry, guys. No, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, Sadhguru, who runs the Isha Foundation, I was telling you. Okay, okay. Um, he has this really great line. He's like, every day the sun came up, the system was moving just fine. Mm. Everything was perfect. Only you have a problem. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> of some Good. little nagging thought. Like, yeah. Oh, it's a terrible day. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so... What, uh, what do you do? Like besides dance, what are the things that like the little things that give you joy in life? I love to, I love serendipity moments. Like there have been moments where I've met people and I've just been led to tell them something. And it like changed their, it's like what they needed to hear. It's like the universe using me. Mm. And it, that's always been like, that gives me like the most pleasure ever. It really does. Or someone coming up, I remember this um, guy coming up to me downtown and he was like, he was really frustrated. He was like, you know, this, this lady was telling me that God is real and you know, I don't have anything, but she told me one person, if I come up and I'm looking for a place to stay tonight. And she said, the first person I asked, you know, for, for help that the person's going to help me, I just need $40. And I was like, here, and he was, you know what I'm saying? That helps people believe when you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So anytime I could be a, a beacon to help people believe like that's my ultimate joy mm. always. Always. Copy that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you're um, coming out of that seven-year period, mm -hmm. what did you decide to do next? And where did life take you? Um, working deeper on my craft. You mean dancing? As an artist. Because oh, okay, I always okay. want to be an artist, too. I said, I want to be a, I don't mind being a one or two hit wonder. Yeah. I'm working on music, writing. I love to write traveling. Mm. Yeah. I think I went to Egypt, like at the end of the seven year stretch. Really? Why Egypt? Um, you know what? I was in my quiet time one day and 
something said, look up exotic trips. I said, okay. First place came out was Africa. Pressed on it. Egypt said, that's where I'm going to go. And I left two weeks later. <laughs> okay. That's a way to do it. <laughs> See, that's why the universe rock with me. When you trust, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. I went for three weeks and that was really interesting. What did, what did you, what was unexpected about Egypt? Um, the security. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, we see the, the fight from fight uh, with terrorism from afar and on TV. But when you go somewhere and you're standing in front of the periods and these freaking police are there with these huge machine guns, you're like, you know, and I wanted to take a picture, right? I was really getting my American tourism tourist on. And I just looked at him like, can I get a picture? Just, you know, in case. And the look he gave me was so death defying. How like, dare you? right. He looked like this is not a game. Like we are really at war. And I respected that. Totally understood. Mm -hmm. But that made if that really, I'm like, you know what? This is real. Mm. Like these people are really, this is active. Like someone can come up any moment. And so that was surprising. And with it being a, a Muslim culture, um, some of the people I met at the hotel, I remember hugging one of the guys when I was leaving. He was like, no, no, we can't hug. So that was, I was uh, like, whoa. Different cultures. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, those two things. Huh. You said you're in the Air Force, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me about that period. Like what are the, the things that really, you said that was like a best thing you ever did, right? That's how you're describing it. Um, so, yeah, smartest decision I ever made for sure. Like why? Um, you know, because at 18, I was a little, it was a little wild thing. You know, I've had some traumas, but I have had equal blessings. You know, I was the homecoming queen and head cheerleader. And, you know, so I was a little, the world is mine type <laughs> situation. Yes. <laughs> I want your boyfriend. It's over. <laughs> so I was a little, you know, I needed some discipline. Mm -hmm. I definitely, so it taught me discipline and camaraderie and, um, it kind of set me on my way because, you know, I didn't know I was going to lose my mother. So, you know, that kind of helped me build a foundation for mm -hmm. my life in that in that time. You know, I had something to lean on, like I had a place to stay and I could travel. And so it was Air Force was a really amazing experience. I got to do, I still got to dance. I did talent shows when I was in the Air Force. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know they did that. Yes, that I turned out, by the way. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so. Are there any, um, any stories or memories from that period that kind of um, demonstrate the discipline or something you like learned? Uh, what did I? Or even I, just fun ones, I guess. Yeah. I would say like being in different countries, like just meeting new people and seeing new cultures. Like Germany was really nice. And I got to live in Korea. That was freaking awesome. Ooh. Yeah. I assume the South one. Uh -huh. I assume the South one. Yes, <laughs> very much so. But on our base, we had like missiles yeah. lined up. Yeah, it was, I would, you know, I was, I was, I was unaware in the Air Force. Mm. So as far as anything super deep happening, like I lost my mother when I was in there and my little sister. So pretty much that trumped everything. 
Like I don't have a lot of memories of just specific something great for the Air Force. You know what I'm saying? It was just the foundation for that. So mm -hmm. if anything great, you know, great lessons was just that those traumas, but in the Air Force's support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But nothing much, nothing much more than that. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's okay if you don't want to talk about okay. your, um, your younger sister, mm -hmm. how would you describe her? Um, like she was four when she passed and I went to the air force like two years. No, no, those numbers are wrong. Let's see. Let me think. Let me think back. She was spunky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when my mom would call me, she would she would be like, uh, where's Shaquan at? And my little sister would say, the Air Force. <laughs> That's <laughs> my fondest memory. That was so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so when you become an adult and... You know, we always have new responsibilities and everything. Okay, we're never going to become an adult, so let's get that. Well, <laughs> no longer dependent on other people. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, what are the biggest things that you feel like um, either you're really grateful that somebody prepared you for or you wish somebody had prepared you for? Mm, grateful for somebody. Wasn't prepared for anything. <laughs> And what was the other one you said? Like you wish somebody would have prepared you more for when you're growing up. Could have been in school or your family or anything. No, nothing. No? No. I loved it. the unknown of, of everything that's happened. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> they gave, I learned character, you know, and that is going to win out always. Mm. So. When you meet new people, mm -hmm. what is like, um those like signs of good character that you look for or you appreciate mm -hmm. vulnerability. I like mm. people just transparent mm. and, um, themselves authentic and people are themselves. I see through things pretty good, but yeah, I want to meet more people. Like I said, I've been isolated for a long time, so I'm kind of like just coming out of the cave. Mm -hmm. So I so, could totally meet more people. Fair enough. But so far. So where do you want to go? I mean, man. you said you're going to Puerto Rico Yeah, next. I'm going to go to Puerto Rico, Costa Rica. I plan on going to Costa Rica, Honduras. I want to go to uh, the Maldives. I want to... That's about it for right now. That's going to happen probably the next year. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, humbly recommend Bali to that list. Okay. Bali's pretty legit. We were living okay. there for about a year. Nice. It was an amazing accumulation of, well, this is pre-COVID. Okay. An amazing accumulation of people from all over the world. Mm. But also the locals somehow figured out how to not completely lose their culture. Interesting. It's very beautiful. Like uh, there's this one... Um, there's like a little temple in the village because the villages there are 
It's like a, almost like a little compound where the whole family lives. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting family kind of structure. And there's like a little temple and underneath that temple, there's a natural spring that comes out. Mm -hmm. So they built this little like concrete walk down bathing and washing clothes kind of area mm -hmm. that just goes into the, the drain is just like a, a river basically. Okay. Um, but it's very beautiful, completely fresh water. Mm. And I was with, um, a friend of mine who he's from Singapore and he's like magic. Like he just mm. had this, uh, sense, like, I think there's water over there. I don't know why he just sensed that was a riding scooters because mm -hmm. we needed to fill up this water jug. And so we went down this little narrow thing and sure enough, there was this little temple. Interesting. But the crazy thing is, mm -hmm. at least for me in America, people are like, there may be nudist colonies, sure. And there may be people that are more comfortable, but a lot of people are still very like, oh, about mm -hmm. being naked, mm -hmm. right? But there's old women, young women, men, everybody, children, they're all just taking baths. They'll be like soaping up uh -huh. naked. Here comes this foreigner, like walking down uh -huh. and it's like, Hey, and they're trying to start a conversation as they're soaping up. Wow. Naked. Like you just don't see right that there. that often. And to have that right down the street from amazing, like all kinds of restaurants and foods you want that are like up to Western standards mm. and all this is just incredible. That's so. cool. Okay. Bali is totally on the list. Aren't you getting married there? No, uh, we're going to India. Oh, India. Yeah. Bali is where? Bali is in Indonesia. Oh. It's um, of many, many islands. I think okay. there's like over okay. 17,000 islands or something okay. insane like that. Uh, Bali is one of them. And the funny thing is of Indonesia, this is becoming a whole Indonesia podcast, <laughs> but um, Indonesia has all these islands, right? Apparently they were largely Hindu. And then a couple hundred years ago, uh, Muslim people came into leadership and kind of uh, shoo all the Hindu people away. And they all oh. ended up on Bali. And then they got there and they're like, well, you know, there's volcanoes there. Mm -hmm. There's uh, like earthquakes. Mm -hmm. and they, how long can they last? So they just mm -hmm. kind of left them there. <laughs> and so these people just started bowing down to all this stuff. And it became this beautiful little Hindu bubble. Because each wow. island has its own culture. It's okay. all different. So, but it was just oh, yeah. it's fascinating. The whole area is just fascinating. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. Thank you for that. So, there you go. Appreciate Sold them more personal on bottle. Um, what is your favorite thing to think about when you're just by yourself? Oh, that's my favorite thing to think about. I mean, I know I've said this a million times, but I have to be honest, the universe. Yeah. I mean, what's more spectacular than this creation? We're large. Like... I mean, just looking at, just looking at, I remember my friend had a parrot and I'm looking at the colors on this, the feathers. And I'm like, we just duplicated the colors. Like man didn't make up the colors. Like this was like already here. Like every time I think of the creation, it just fascinates me. Mm -hmm. Like all of these humans, we all have these different journeys and experiences. We all came here the same way. We're all leaving the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, so I often think about the creation. I'm always there's always something to be adored about mm. the creation. So, yeah. Fair enough. I can dig it. <laughs> so, uh, let's look at present a little bit. It's kind of like what's going on right now. Like, okay. Uh, 2020 was a crazy year of interesting and unexpected things. Mm -hmm. What did you get out of this whole pandemic situation? <sighs> See, I'm, I'm a tough one on all this stuff because uh, how can I say it? 
I learned the art of detachment. Mm -hmm. So I see it happening. I observe it, but I have no judgment or opinion on it. I watch to see what happens. And okay, so what do you observe? I mean, you were there, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the protest, the the COVID. I mean, I'm really simple. I don't go too deep with the with the life things. My opinion of life things. I'm just. Yeah. 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 I'm the worst person on that (laughs) because I don't like. I don't have opinions on it. I love everybody and everything as cheesy as it may sound like at the end of the day, this is all temporary. So I, mean, I really don't get caught up in it. Like I came to earth to do, to do what I came to do. And I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> that's it. I just mean you know, like, um, I've noticed a lot of people, it's like they've had the time to actually turn inward a little bit more and decide like, is this house the thing I want to be trapped in? Is this box or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it's just the people I want to be around or whatever. Right. I feel like it's giving this kind of introspection for some people. Okay. Okay. It sucks that so many people are really struggling right, right. now because of whatever situations, right. but, but people are not struggling because of the situations they're struggling because their perceptions of what's going on in situations. Cause you do have a choice. Well, if you can't afford to eat, like, that's what I mean. Like some oh, people gotcha. are, there's, gotcha. there's a few, some people that are in that situation that I like that, that just sucks. I'm sorry. Gotcha. But when it's like psychological stuff, that's what we're talking about. Got you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just find it all, uh, it's been an interesting experiment in humanity. <laughs> yeah, it really has. Cause it affected everyone. Like no one was, Yeah. no one escaped this I, year. And I found, year. I found, well, probably a few of the billionaires that had yachts or their own island, they're probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not just money doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm always going deeper. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. You know, just because you're a millionaire, billionaire, you know, money does not equate to happiness or your own island or. No, but like if you're on the island, then mm-hmm. at least you don't have to worry about someone else infecting you or something. Yeah. Just, I'm just on my true, island true. doing my thing. <laughs> got Zoom. <laughs> Zoom has taken true. over. That's for sure. Like everyone yeah. knows how to do a Zoom call now. That was not the case before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Zoom was popping. Mm. Um, what are the things which you feel like haven't gotten enough attention? The power we have within us. You focus on everything else except for conquering yourself, which is the first thing to conquer in the world. Mm. We look outside of ourselves for think money's going to do it, a spouse is going to do it, or having the followers and the views and none of that stuff ultimately brings you happiness. So I think we underestimate ourselves, mm. the power of our minds, the power of our thoughts, how much control we do have over our circumstances. Yeah. Um, and if you could, I'm trying to think of this. If you could give um, a sort of gift or advice, maybe that would be it. But if you could give some sort of advice to yourself like 10 years ago, what would it have been? Or 20 years ago, however long ago, whenever you feel you needed it. Faith. Yeah. Yeah. Even when things look bad, stay faith, stay in faith. 
because the universe is always going to have my back. Mm-hmm. Stay with the vision. No matter what the path looks like, keep your eye on the vision. And Fair it will, it's, it'll come to pass. For sure. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> um. When we look at uh, the next five years or so, what do you see? Oof, man, definitely becoming a first generation millionaire. Okay. My family, for sure. Um, I'm going to start my YouTube channel. Okay. Yes. I'm looking forward to teaching some classes. Uh, my music, definitely looking forward to be my one hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting some videos. Let's see, five years. I think I'll have a get married. I see that in the true love. True love. I'm attracting it right now as we speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Helping out the family and everyone who's been supportive for me, supportive of me in my life. I really look forward to blessing them big time. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome five years for me. All right, all right. Um, is there any um, any uh, words or advice you'd want to give to anybody listening? All things are possible in belief. Period. I, I I keep it simple. Things are really simple. We complicate it. <laughs> really do. You get one. All you need is one. If you just have one good quote that you can get drilled into your subconscious mind, you don't have to have some big, huge philosophy. Keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have anything major to say. Keep believing because all things are possible. All All things are possible. One day we can all be doesn't no one has to be starving. We can all be experiencing happiness and joy. It does not have to be a life of suffering because I don't believe that's why we cre- we were created. Mm. We can I think it's a time for us to kind of get back to technology has 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 uh, gosh, I don't know what the word I want to say. It's so it's amazing. And I think as as far as technology has come, we have to come back down to make sure we stay grounded as humans. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to go the opposite, even with, you know, if that makes any sense and come unity, like we're, we're so much smarter, like 2021, like the human, we, where our consciousness has, has, uh, increased. Is that, is that, I don't know if that raised. I'll go with that. Yeah. And I'm just ready to see us enjoy life, man. Like learn from each other, all the different races. Like we have so much to learn from each other. Like we're all in this together. You know what I'm saying? We all cry about the same things. You know, mm-hmm. we all need to eat, breathe, you know. We're not just the same air. Yeah. And I would just like to see us all like enjoy, enjoy life for real. Like we suffered enough. Mm-hmm. We see the things that don't work as humans. And I feel like it's time for us to this generation of humans to really make a shift. Mm-hmm. So when this thing is over, we can say, yeah, we, we did some messed up things, but eventually we all, we came back to unity and we made this, this life thing work. 
mm-hmm. for everybody. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, all for like <laughs> it's lofty, but you know what I'm saying. You gotta. <laughs> well, the crazy thing though is mm-hmm. that unlike pretty much any point in time in human history, mm-hmm. we actually have the technology, the communication ability, the like everything we need to take care of most of everyone's mm-hmm. major problems, mm-hmm. at least externally. Right. And yeah. uh, it's just, we just need to be willing and that's yeah. it. So. There's enough food for all of us. It's enough for all of us. Mm-hmm. Let's just not be hoarders, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think we're getting there. Even though, you know, when you was asking me about what's going on, I feel like I feel like a lot of people's perception is like, oh, we haven't come far, but I feel like we have as a as a species. Yeah. I'm really proud of of what I've seen with the um, I would say, I guess I did. I'm going back to that question. You asked me what I observed. I want to say that I like Caucasian people coming out with this Black Lives Matter. It's the first time I've ever seen so many Caucasian people before people of color. And Mm -hmm. I really think that's awesome. Like that takes great character to not say, to not want to be on the team of we're superior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Like, so it it made me really proud to, to see the, um, the evolution of, Mm. of that. So I'm curious because, um, I only have my perspective. What is that whole movement like meant for you? I mean, uh, I don't even want to comment on it. That's as much as I'm giving you right there. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Mm. Um, all right, all right. Well, any final thoughts to send out in the universe? No. I love everybody. Everyone that listens to it, I'm sending you love and peace and joy. And I'm so happy that you guys had me do this. It was freaking cool. Yeah, thanks. And hope I made sense and... Just may everyone who hears this be blessed and follow your heart. For sure. Is there any, um, if some people want to get a hold of you, is there anything you'd like to plug that they can um, find you? Ooh, I don't really have anything. I'm really not on social media. Well, I do have a little Instagram page. It's the starlight underscore Shaquan. Shaquan is spelled S-H-A-Q-U-A-N. The starlight underscore Shaquan. Perfect. And I am starting a YouTube channel. Okay, we'll put this Instagram yeah, in the description. Yeah. And when you get the YouTube, well. Okay, we'll cool. That. That'll work. Thank you. Cool, cool. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much because um, <laughs> it's not uh, it's not so common in the world right now to be all open and vulnerable. And mm. so I, I really appreciate you sharing. That's what's up. So thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. This was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's it, guys. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Ha <laughs> <laughs>